Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you're at. I'm Ray Rossini, and this is Partner First, your source for subject matter experts, vendors of note, and thought leaders in the MSP industry. As always, we're going to be joined by a luminary in our space. Today, we're going to be talking about unlocking your client budget to scale your MSP to new heights. Uh, some quick housekeeping. This is recorded on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, LinkedIn, I think. And uh, you can see the recording immediately after if you didn't get a chance because your normal day-to-day -day pulls you away. You get that printer ticket. QuickBooks has a last-minute update, whatever you got. Uh, if you need to come back, by all means, go for it. But if you can stay here with us, talk to us in the chat. Ask questions. This is not death by PowerPoint. You know we don't roll like that here on Partner First. So ask questions. I'm sure you guys would all love if your clients talked to you tomorrow and said at your next QBR and said, I have an unlimited budget for you. And I can't promise unlimited, but maybe our guests can help us uh, open up the purse strings a little bit. Uh, please help me in welcoming Mr. Ricky. Let's see if I don't butcher this. Zucchini? Zucchini? How you doing, Ricky, man? Zucchini's pretty good, man. I think that's 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 not a bad attempt. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it, it can't be worse than Kelvin to Hallar, so <laughs> We do our best. Yeah. Uh, so how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, I really appreciate you having me on. And again, I'm really excited to talk about something that I think is valuable for everybody. I think the revenue opportunities, just talking budget, just talking about how to get some actual conversations going with clients is something that everybody can get some use from. So excited to get that. Oh, for going. sure. And, uh, you know, it says it right there, your title VP of product over cloud radial. Uh, yeah. Why don't you give us a little about your background, though? People like to get to know who we're talking to. So let's uh, what, let's get to the core of Ricky. Yeah, so I am the VP of product here at Cloud Radial. Been with Cloud Radial since about the start of it. Uh, I was one of the first members of the, of the company, along with the CEO and the COO. And I've been around the space for mm, about 10 years, so certainly a lot of people are my senior, but a lot of people are my juniors too. Uh, I've been kind of in every spot. I started off as a tech, uh, working help desk, setting up emails. Then I went to uh, helping configure some servers, ended up working marketing, ended up working business operations. So I just ended up kind of pinballing my way around everything. And now software vendor side, trying to help out and make sure that uh, we can have good conversations with normal human beings and try to take the technicality of IT and turn it into something that can have a conversation with. So that's my, that's I, love my it. I love it. So for those that don't know, what is this whole cloud radial thing? What, what do you guys do? Yeah, cloud radial is a lot of things. I think the simplest way when you look at it, it's going to be a client facing portal. So it's something that an MSP gets as a piece of software, and then they turn that around and they let their clients come into it. I'll talk about it in a little bit, but the gist of it is that we're trying to create a category here of CSA. So the same way that you guys have a PSA, like, you know, your ConnectWise, Autotask, all the big boys to operate and organize your back end for yourself through tickets and billing and whatnot. We're trying to get out there and do the same exact thing for the customer facing things. So all the tools you got, put them into one portal, one way that they can interact and then make that easy to access and understand. And boom, you've got yourself what we are, which is a CSA. Very cool. And so uh, how does how does Cloud Radial affect your CSA? So Cloud Radial is basically the place that we were trying to have everyone operate under. And I think that like when we, again, have talked to a lot of people, even when, when we were originally building it, we were talking about what people needed. I think the first attempt was just a straight up ticketing portal because we're like, ah, you know what people want? They want a ticketing portal. Turns out, uh, nope, that's not right. So we ended up thinking more and going like, okay, well, like again, we're not just talking about 
the end user, we're talking about like, yeah, the person who pays the bills is going to be different than the CEO, maybe the same person, but then there's going to be the intern and then there's going to be other people. Again, we're talking about the MSP's customer. And we thought, what is something we can build that appeals to all of them and kind of speaks to every, everyone's needs? So again, we started going, well, they, they need a ticketing portal, oh, but they also need training. And then they also need a place to do reporting. And then when we put it all together, we ended up with, again, this customer service automation platform, CSA, which is what Cloud Radial ended up being. So uh, not to get too far into the weeds, but customer dashboard, uh, yeah. customer portal, you know, what's different about this and say, I could do this with Microsoft, right? I can go, you, you can do this with 365, not mm -hmm. to the same extent, but what's the differentiator? The differentiator is that we speak directly into the systems that people already use. So it's like our big thing, and this is the reason that we have so many partners, is that we don't want to just be a standalone tool because every tool does that. And when you're a standalone tool, you're really just creating noise, not just for yourself, but even for your customers. So if you're having all these standalone tools, again, that, that's a lot to handle as an MSP. Imagine that's not your job. Again, you're the person, you're the admin at a company paying the bills, and you're now having to log into a network tool to get network details and a backup tool to get reports or a security tool. It's a lot, right? It's a lot, a lot. So when we take something like Cloud Radial and we're able to funnel it all in, that's something that we can, again, because we have these direct integrations, we have these relationships, we offer value in the portal by itself, but these different tools that we integrate with helps us put it all together. So can you do fundamentally the same thing? Yeah, maybe you might be able to cobble it together. You might be able to build a healthy chunk of it, but the way that we do it and we synthesize all of it and we actively add to it and, and maintain these connections makes it so you don't have to. So it's like for, for people that have tried to do their own customer facing portal, you know how much upkeep it is to make sure that everything is easy, scalable and actually works well and your customers use it. That's a lot to ask. Absolutely. Not to mention all the integrations with everything. Maintaining yeah. that by itself is, is no small feat. Um, so, but we're not talking about how to spend money. We're talking about how to get some of that money from the clients. Yeah. Um, you have a presentation, we're going to bring it up. But like I said, this is not death by PowerPoint people. So ask your questions. We will interrupt uh, and answer them live uh, when the time fits. But, but uh, so Ricky, talk to me. What, what is this? What are we looking at? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that this is anyone who's heard of us and even those that have that haven't, I think that it's really easy to go through a software like you're saying and just go click, click, click and let's talk about it. But we wanted to do something that was really helpful. And I think that one of the things that we get asked a lot is, okay, so in our case, right, you have this portal or really any piece of software. How do you manage to have that conversation with your customer? How do you manage to have a conversation saying, look, they've got a limited budget or do they, right? Or do they understand how much money they should be putting into it and helping them understand just like you want to, you know, guide them and grow. So we're gonna talk a little bit about how, you know, most MSPs approach it now, where we can take them and again, how rephrasing, rethinking the way that you approach budget is gonna help that kind of open up. And I'm gonna go right into the next one, right? Cause I think it's helped, it helps to kind of tangibly plan it out. We have kind of a three stage thing that we've realized that people do. So. There's the tech management part, which I think every MSP in the world is, is good and familiar with because most MSPs, especially the owners, typically technical, right? So when we talk about technology, that's, that's you know, managing the hardware, the software, some of the processes, the people, that's something else. We're going to talk about how do you manage those different people and, and the processes around them. And eventually, if you can hybridize those two, if you know how to manage the software just as well as the, the specific um, people and processes, 
then you can do what people I think throw around maybe a little bit too easily, which is the real VCIO. And that is the best way to unlock budget. So it's about forgetting about the line item, right? I don't want to talk about upgrading a, a RAM stick in a computer. I want to talk about making the company more productive. So how do we go from that to that? And how does that get reflected in a budget, right? How do I get not 50 bucks for a piece of RAM, but I want to get $20,000 to refresh, you know, maybe a, a computer for people, right? And like, how does that affect the greater organization? So again, I'm happy to, because I'm in the same style. I'm going to kind of go through, but if anybody has any questions and if we want to just talk about stuff, let's get to it. But I think that, again, I've talked about this enough and I've, I've had enough conversations with MSPs to know what really matters. And I think let's get down to some specific points. So when it comes to tech, right, technology, again, MSPs are super comfortable here because this is where they usually do day to day. So again, I don't need to read the bullet points out loud. You know it. The part we're talking about is like your security parts, your QBRs, your RMMs, the tech parts. And this is where I go back to the PSA is usually where people start building the MSP up. They go, okay, I got a base of operations. I know my technologies. I know how to make those efficient. I'm going in with automation and that's cool. So if I can put all that stuff together, chances are I've got a pretty good way to manage technology. The issue that we see is that even though that's what people typically hire MSPs for, that's the stuff they care about and understand the least, which is the irony of it. Because that's where they go, I don't know what a CPU is. I don't know what, what servers are. I don't even really have an understanding of the cloud. That's what I pay you for. I pay you to manage right. I pay you to make it go away. That's what I pay you for, right? So sure. that, that, that brings up an interesting question uh, that I was just having this conversation last week with uh, an sure. MSP. Should IT be invisible? We don't believe so. No, because I think it was one of those things. And, and I've heard this from various vendors, certainly a lot of MSPs. It didn't used to be right. I mean, like everyone has the story that if you've been in the game for a while, whether it was invisible or not to you, it's like somebody was on, you know, on deck, somebody was working on computers, somebody was making those relationships, even if it was somebody tugging at your shirt saying, hey, my printer, whatever, that stuff happened. And it was real. And now what happened is because you can do so much of it, automated via an RMM group policy, like you don't need to touch anything. So that part of the relationship has gone away. And that leaves again, from me to you, I'm here to represent grandpa who's, who's on the other side of the thing. I'm here to represent an office manager who's busy doing their day to day. They don't have time to think about it, but that means that if you're doing your job well, which pretty, pretty much everybody is, you're invisible. And what that means is that while that's really cool, it's also really bad from a relationship that also gets people really angry and going like, well, what am I paying you for? All the stuff's fixed and I don't hear from you, but I pay the bill or everything's broken. What do I pay you for? So it's like the technology thing is such a fickle part of it. And it's where most people start. Where they have to, but it's, it's, we don't believe that that invisibility is an asset. We think it's a hindrance. And I think that when you have something like a client portal, which we'll talk about, it's just a way to reinvigorate, reopen that like transparency that you used to have whenever you were on deck and in, in, in the business, whenever, right? So we've got the technology management. Again, I'll skip past this because again, everybody gets this. The people management, a lot of people do as well. And again, this is the, the part where we kind of get a little bit higher. So yeah, you've got the tech, but now when you start talking people, it's like, okay, what about training those people? What about uh, doing the, the the business reviews with them? Doing the, again, like I was saying, transparency. So this gets into even like the reports because like you're saying, visibility is cool. But then again, if you have visibility and what does that mean? Well, you have probably all these tools working really hard. 
the question comes up from the admin or whoever saying, what do you do for me? And the natural gut reaction is to start either go collecting tools to help report or start printing off reports from all these different tools that you do use. And then guess what, right? Depending on how many tools you use, and usually MSPs use quite a bit, you're going to end up with a fat stack of papers handed to somebody who doesn't even know what CPU or anything means. And having to explain that to them is either going to cause them to fall asleep or just not take that next meeting, which we see a lot, right? The yeah. Our CEO, Jeff Ferris, tells a really funny story that it, it's, I'm sure has happened to everybody. You know, you sign on a new client, start talking to them, things are going great. Here comes the onboarding. That goes pretty well. And then it's time for the first, you know, QBR, TBR, whatever you want to call it, some kind of review. The first time you do it, that's the CEOs there or, or somebody high up. And then you come in with that fat stack of papers and then they kind of go, okay, I'm going to pass you off to my office manager or whoever, right? Cool. You do that next time they roll their eyes. And then eventually you realize that meeting after meeting, now you're going down to the lowest common denominator because they don't, either they don't take the meeting at all or they don't understand. So it's like, we're here to try to kill that completely, right? To try to make that understandable. So that's a big part of this conversation, right? Managing the people is the next step up. But again, we have to tie that together. So if you can manage the people effectively and manage the technology, it's not enough to do one or the other, then you can actually end up with the outcome, which is the VCIO part. And that's what we really preach at Cloud Radial. And that's this part. So it's a long way, right? It's a long way from talking about RAM and then talking about doing a business review and then discussing, well, what is that? What is the first one influence the second? And how is that then going to give me a path forward and actually say like, okay, we're going to have a vision to take you from here to here all the way to this, right? We're going to talk about the growth of their company, right? How do we support that? How do we acquire the right tech? How do we choose what to hold off on? How do we choose what to go forward with? And that's what is going to get you the most budget because until you have that conversation, you can stand up and look at the CEO of your client's companies in the face and say, we need to do X, Y, and Z. You're not going to get that budget that you want. But if you can, then you will. And that's what this is about. So when we talk about it, I know I, I said this a little bit before, but I think this also is a slide that we typically pull up when we talk about cloud radio, not to you know, harp on us too much, but that CSA concept is really important because again, a normal person, grandpa, I know I always use grandpa. Grandpa's probably not a great example <laughs> we're talking to, but Grandpa's busy. My, dad, my dad, right? My dad is, he, he's, he's a non-technical guy who runs, he's a, he's a CPA. And like, you know, maybe he's doing stuff and like, he doesn't understand any of this thing, but like, here's a, an example right on the left is just a few vendors we work with. And it's like, that's an example of like taking all that technology that is a lot for an MSP to handle and trying to teach it to my dad. Like, good luck. Here's the thing. It's just not really going to be something you can do feasibly very quickly. So unless you have something like cloud radio, right? CSA customer service automation tool that can put all that stuff together that works with your PSA that yin yangs back and forth that's what's going to do it for you. That's what's going to get you something that is presentable, is efficient, is not going to cause you to have to relearn every single thing all over again. And that's what's really important to us. That, that fundamentally is the next question, which is who is Cloud Radial? I mean, we are the people that help translate all your technicalities to customers in a way that makes sense. So the big message that we're preaching, again, to get to that client, uh, client budget, trying to expand all that stuff, is to just think of the people that you're managing like the technology because you guys are great at that and that's literally what i mean i am too right that's where we started we may start with the technicalities but it's like when you look at that right where does an msp fit into that puzzle and again like if we're talking tangibly not just theoretical examples we look at 
some bigger picture of how the, the, the you know, we, we use kind of like a Venn diagram example here, you'll see it on screen, but it's like, okay, you've kind of got like your network stuff, your cloud stuff, your security, MSP takes care of all of that, right? And that's the tech outcome. So you're able to pretty well take a look at all of these different technical bits, especially during onboarding. Most MSPs do some kind of uh, an audit or an onboarding assessment to kind of figure out the status and the, the stake of where all these things are. And they're able to pretty well devise a plan. It's like, cool. Now that plan, like we said at the beginning, takes budget. You're saying we want to be able to fix these things. We want to shore up your security for compliance. We want to maybe migrate you to the cloud. We want to fix up your hardware. But again, that makes sense to us because that's where we live. This is our house. To my dad, to grandpa, right? To them, it's just a computer is a computer. A cloud is a thing in the sky. And the network is something that I have no idea how to access, right? So that makes sense. But yeah, you have to absolutely. pair it. Yeah, you have, you have to pair it with the people, right? So this is where we want to take them ultimately, right? So again, what dad, grandpa, whoever understands is how am I going to make everyone smarter on tech? How am I going to be more safe? How am I going to make more money, right? Again, I'll quote my my CEO, who's also my personal mentor. You know, we talk about like productivity in the business, and again, it's like. At the end of the day, we'll use a CPA firm as an example. If that's one of your co customers or companies, um, when they go to bed at night, they're not thinking about their cloud security, right? A CPA firm is just, you know, thinking about, well, how am I going to make my people more productive? How am I going to solve that thing? How am I going to pass that audit that we have going on? And the more you can align yourself with what your customers' concerns are, the better you can manage them as people. You got the tech part down, I promise you, right? Or at least that's where you should start if you don't mixing that in right so you start saying we're not just talking about all this tech stuff we're talking about the cloud because that informs better collaboration what that is what does that mean oh it means you can make more money it means you can save more money it means you can be more productive we're talking about securing stuff up why not just because security is important and because hackers are scary they are but that security stuff is the, the stuff that stops you from getting audited stops your your accounting firm from going under right so it's like these are the things that we help and that MSP should actively be trying to help understand, make make very, very tangible and, and understandable. So again, it's not that bad because if you think about it, you go, you're probably doing this. I mean, like you, you know this deep down in your heart. And if you're able to take these technical things and package them up in a way that people understand, that's not this like, you know, here's a, here's a tech pack. Let me read you all this thing. It's just like, here's a productivity pack. Here's a security solution. Here's, here's how we're going to make you smarter. Here's how we're, we're going to educate you against ransom or whatever it may be. Grandpa gets that, right? Dad gets that. And that's why when we look at that, it's that addition of the two that gets you that budget. And again, it's that addition of the two that we see, again, proven, 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 that gets that VCAO conversation, that gets you the conversation with the people that are not technical, but still need to do it. And I'll point this out in a little bit later. All of this is to say uh, you do not need to forego technicalities because I've seen it swing too far the other way and I want to be fair I want to be devil's advocate to myself when we look at how people have handled that before I've seen people that are all fluff right and all of a sudden they're not talking about any tech they're only talking about outcomes they're only talking about people blah 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 the healthy management and balance between the two is that you got it when people ask for it right because a lot of times when you get to bigger companies you get to the collaborative thing you might have internal IT you're collaborating with you might have some smart folks inside and that's why 
again, I'll talk about it as if cloud radio is the only way, but between me and you guys, right, you could do this with anything. It's, this is general advice. You want to be able to have a platform that says, hey, I'm recommending X, Y, and Z, and here's why. And if you get asked, here's why, and your answer is just because security is important or collaboration is good, you can't, right? So you can't go too technical. You can't go too fluffy. You need to be able to really clearly draw the line between here's the why. And then if you want to go into the technicalities, if you really want to see those CPU scores, all right, let's go, right? And that's what something like Cloud Radio can do really easily. And that's kind of a thing. So, yeah. So I see a question here in the chat. Um, I think it was Sarah that had asked, uh, do end users actually use these dashboards? Fantastic question. The answer is sometimes. And that's the truth because a lot of times what we focused on, we've seen this a billion times. This is the same thing that I said at the beginning when we when we polled people and we're like, should we build a ticketing portal? They don't get used very often. Well, why not, right? It seems like that would be a good idea. And it's like, well, what happens is with any portal, right? You typically see that people use it when they need to. If it's a bad experience as any piece of software in general, they're not gonna use it. But when you look at a piece of software that does more than one thing, there's a higher chance. The way that I like in cloud radio, and I've said this to people a bunch of times, and I would be, I'm proud to say it, is almost like your bank app, right? Anybody who has online banking, what do you got? You got an app on your phone? You got a, you got something you log into on your computer? Do you log into that every day? Maybe, no. maybe not, right? Do you use every function of that application every day? I guarantee no, you not, right? But at the same time, you want to check your balance or you want to go apply for a loan, you want to check your credit score, whatever it may be. I promise you, you would be pissed if you went and found out that you had to call someone or wait for a quarterly meeting or whatever it is to see any of that stuff, right? So does it get used? It does when it needs to, is, is a really cop-out answer, but that's the truth. I mean, like we offer these features because the people that want them have to have them. People that don't need them don't have to. But again, it's the option that makes all the difference for us, right? That's why, again, a lot of these features entice users. And if they, you know, the best cases in cloud radio of any portal, of any piece of software, are those that don't, you know, the MSP doesn't just need to build out a portal for them. You're giving them something they can build out uh, their own stuff. And if you can, if they can do that, if your customers can build their own processes, they can add their own training. If they can do their own bookmarks, they can throw their own reports. Then you've actually given them something of value. Also, you should call Ray to check your bank account. Yeah, I'm looking at the chat. <laughs> <laughs> like you know i'll back up any bank accounts you guys need me mm -hmm. to i'm happy to i also will personally take your loans and just just tell me just do your finance uh, drop your social security number in the chat just yeah yeah right there and the digits on your credit card too don't forget about those so yeah honestly like our whole shtick is is the same thing that you guys probably are thinking for yourself too right making it easy for end users is the key to budget because again if they understand it They'll spend money on it. If they don't understand it, it's really scary to drop. I mean, any amount of money on it. I think I do need routing numbers too. Yeah, routing and account. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I'd love again. If anybody has any questions or, or uh, rebuttals or anything, feel free because I, I I think that this isn't one of those things like you know we were talking about before. Like Ray was saying, I'm not here to shill something that I think is just a product. I'm really it's a methodology, and I think that especially as it comes to budgeting and understanding. I don't think there'll be anyone that disagrees with the fact that like having a way to understand this technology is going to lead to better discussions. Again, hard pressed to find someone who's willing to spend more and more money on something they either don't see value in or again, just straight up don't understand. 
it's funny because you know we did a partner first recently with uh chat style we did one with uh thread mm-hmm. um done with a bunch of other companies that are all approaching the customer service arena differently than previous right like you know for the first 15 years of my msp it was submit a ticket <laughs> or call and we'll enter a ticket right. and you know i i used a different uh portal client portal software back in my early days don't hold it against me um, but um people would ask me the same thing all the time do you do your clients use it and the answer was they use it when i educate them on it and i show them that's the easiest way for them to get a hold of us mm-hmm. um you know what i mean it's not it's like text messaging text messaging is not bad because it's not an easy message me- medium it's bad because you don't get all the data you need to do the work you need to do and it just it actually ends up making it being counterproductive but these dashboards, these portals, these, you know, um, these easy access, I like to call them easy access software for clients, where it's just, this is your home, right? This is your homeroom. Um, I, I've always been a big fan of that. Go where they are, go where it's easy for them, and then they will use it. And then you can give me your bank account too. <laughs> you know? Well, you know, it, it's, it's, I think that's a, that's a super important question. And I think that's one that's fair, because I think when you're evaluating any piece of software, but especially one that is marketed towards your customers, understanding like, what are you trying to get out of it is really important. And like with cloud radio, I'm going to answer, I'm going to do a twofer because Zoidberg's asking some fair questions there going, why would cloud radio be different than any other product in the MSP space? I think that like our, I won't even say uh, it's, it's really about the holistic methodology that we approach it. in because I think that we think that, when we look at a lot of the other spaces, I'm sorry, a lot of the other softwares in the space, they're focused on an aspect, QBRs. Cool, we're gonna focus all about this client portal, but specific to account management purposes, again, rendering those QBRs, whatever it may be, or some other ones that are pretty good. I mean, it's like, really, it's like, we're all fundamentally doing the same thing. They're focused heavily on service. Again, if we looked at the first thing, right, I'm not gonna go all the way back, but if we look back at that first, category, don't fall for the trap of just focusing on any one of those three. Because again, it's not going to be any one of those three that gets you the best budget. It's going to be all three of them in tandem. So I'll give you an example. That first one on technology, right? You go with that ticket approach and you go, okay, I really want to do some really good ticketing. Why? Well, because that helps you as the MSP, right? It's as cool as a, as an onboarding form is realistically, what does that do? It reduces the headaches you get, right? It means that you don't have to go scrambling for info. It means you can get all the stuff on the first pass. It comes in nice and neat to your PSA. Who doesn't like that? And that is the fastest way to get it, right? But again, if you're just solely focused on that, you've built a killer client experience for you, right? And then again, why would I, as a customer who's paying you, I go, yeah, I could use your portal. I could, or I could email you and I'm paying you. So you're going to do it anyways, right? That's what they end up thinking. So like you said, it's a mixture of making sure that you're not just doing that, but also education is important in that sense. So I would say that the difference in cloud radial is not just that we focus on that first bucket, but again, the, the second bucket of people and eventually QBRs and VCA. And we'll talk about that. But that's the biggest difference is that we try not to hone in on one or the other. But again, we also understand that for people to buy software for the MSP space, I got to be able to appeal to something that the MSP likes. And again, efficiency is pretty hard to beat. So with that ticketing part, yeah, it's something that if you discipline your, your, your customers, you reward them however you want to do it. Some people literally will just pull SLAs out completely and they say, oh, SLAs only apply to portal tickets. Phone and email, none, right? Oops, lost in the system. Plus, 
if you're doing it through a portal, we can actually see the history of the ticket. We can see it. Your boss can see it. So like usually the trick to any kind of portal adoption is to uh, is to get the point of contact or admin savvy in the portal. And then they realize that if the people start calling and submitting tickets, they can't see the tickets for the organization. So they they start being your watchdog from within because they want to see it. So again, we'll talk about the second part, but it's not just the ticketing part. If you focus only on the QBR part, right? It's like that part's typically the uphill battle for most MSPs. And that stuff exists. I mean, there's plenty of standalone QBR tools out there. But again, if you don't have the history of the technicality, in addition to the recommendations, it either looks like you're all technical or you're all recommendations. So Cloud Radio tries to, again, do a bit of both. It does the technicality leading to the recommendation. I'm going to read Zoidberg's here. Zoidberg is saying, yep. <laughs> what about self-service on those tickets, AI or knowledge base? Uh, no, that's a great question. Feel free to keep pumping it out. I do feel strange talking to somebody from Futurama, but at the same time, big fan. <laughs> we have everything here at Partner First. I'm down. Let me know. Uh, yeah, self-service is fantastic. We have a lot of that, too, because I think that kind of like what, what Ray was saying earlier, which is what's the difference? I mean, like, could you not just do this in a Google form? Ultimately, right? I mean, like, you're going to get the same information. But my good crustacean friend is correct. If you want to do something that actually helps, it's not enough to just capture info. What Cloud Radio does, and really any service that you want to put any kind of time and effort into, but certainly we do it, we prioritize it, is the ability to send that information into, maybe it's a third-party system, right? Maybe it's like a Zapier. Maybe you want to be able to provision things. And you can do that from Cloud Radio. So you can actually have triggers go off. So if you want to actually send a laptop out or set up a license when someone does it self-service, that's what we want. Our goal as a CSA is to turn the client experience into like Amazon for MSPs, right? So if you can spin up a portal and from your portal, somebody can buy a laptop and it ships that laptop and it updates your opportunity, that's what we want to happen. There's a lot of technicality that has to happen. We're not all the way there ourselves, but we're going there. Uh, we're, we just partnered with uh, another company that uh, we're going to do a webinar with soon. So I feel like it's fine called CrushBank that does really cool stuff with AI and their tickets to help actually analyze all the tickets and put some uh, some analytics out there that help you not just have to talk about the individual ticket issues, but clusters. So you can say, hey, you've actually got, of the 100 tickets this month, 40 of them are VoIP. And if you can do that, then guess what happens? You can have a bigger, higher level conversation going, well, wait a minute, why are we having so many VoIP tickets? What's going on there? And again, now you've elevated the conversation, not from let's read tickets to let's talk about the issue, to let's fix the issue, right? So that's why it's a different thing. It's like Cloud Radio is not a Google form. It's a it's a platform that integrates all that other stuff. Um, and let's see, Zoidberg, you hit me. You hit me right with the with the questions, right with the transition. I love it. Right. <laughs> feedback when you buy on Amazon. Yes. Uh, the question here is for everyone who's not monitoring the chat. I, I talked about Amazon before, making that kind of a right, uh, an instant experience and having that go through the shops. True, they can do NPS and CSET. There's a little bit of leeway there because Amazon's ultimately a, a marketplace of different vendors, but they're saying, can you also tie in the CSAT to the sales matrix and stuff? Yes, there is a built-in CSAT inside of CloudRadio that can track all that stuff to the individual tickets. Uh, probably not as much with the NPS part, the CSAT part specifically, but to supplement that, we also integrate with basically all the major CSAT and NPS providers too, because the general um, methodology, development methodology that we apply at Cloud Radial is that we want to be able to give a client portal experience, and that's true. But we're very Swiss Army knife approach, which is we do a little bit of ourselves 
And if it exceeds that scope, let's say I really want to be really great at CSAT, but I can't because either I'm going to start spending way too much money trying to develop something that is not in my wheelhouse or not. I'm going to look for a partner that already does that better and the standalone tool that does that. So that's the nature of that CSA platform. So a lot of the other integration vendors that we have for CSAT will supplement that and add that into you. And we'll be able to send out the information, bring that back in and, and report on that and dashboard that out. So that's why we work on that. And again, back to the core discussion of budget, um, I think that that's where you start deciding like to unlock the best budget. You have to be able to tell the best stories. And that's where you probably already have all the means in your tools, right? So you already have the means as far as like, you already have a CSAT tool that tells that pretty good story. And again, all the other individual reporting stuff, you just need a place to stick it in to make grandpa and dad or whoever happy, right? Then be able to get that all in there in one place. So again, back to what's on the screen, making IT easy for end users is the key to doing that. And I'll, I, I like to, this is the other thing I hate when I look at the software presentation, which I won't do, which we talked about, <laughs> is I don't like talking about software as if it's just like this ethereal thing. I like to, I brought some screenshots so I can actually show some examples. Yeah, I was going to say, let's let's get out of the theory and into the practical, right? Let's, yeah. let's see what they're actually Nothing doing. worse than somebody saying, this is possible. And you go, well, thanks for having me. I'll catch you later. Good show, guys. Flip your waitresses and waiters. Have a good day. No. Right. It's like, it's like, wouldn't that be a delicious meal? Anyways, I'm out. See ya. Yeah, so let me let me tie some tangibility into it. So again, I think that here's another thing that uh, is really important for us. And this is back to the question. I, I forgot who asked that I could scroll down, but I think I want to just generally say it. Adoption, client portals especially, but any piece of software largely uh, is, is successful or, or their success is based on access. So people are interested in doing what they want to do. It's their routine. It's their thoughts. It's what they want to do. And the MSP comes in and goes, hey, I'm going to do all these IT things. And they go, great, run that in the background. And now we're positing something that takes effort, right? You're saying, well, hold on, I could run in the background, but I could also give you something that works and I want to be able to interact and I want to show that. Well, that's an uphill battle, especially if you're having to break their work day or interrupt their work day to get them into your stuff. Even if it's helpful, even if we're talking training, cool forms, you're still having to break that CPA's day to go to the portal and do all the stuff. So one of the things that we talk about first and foremost, as far as usage goes, is like, can we run it on their desktop, right? Can we have a desktop app, right? Hey, that's one one less thing to have to remember because now I don't have to go to a cloud app and go log in, right? I may be directly into the cloud app and, or in my desktop, have that in there. The best part- Is I this think, using uh, SSO, like a 365 or- Yeah, you can get auto login for sure. Okay. And same thing with the, we have a Teams app that works really great. And that's another one that's been the best for us, right? Because again, people, if, if you're if you're running shops, you know, your, your companies have Teams, to be able to run your portal in their teams on computer, on the phone, whatever, it's like that means that not only are you not having to develop your own app, you're not even having to push your app to, for them to download it. Your app is already in their app, right? That's the next step up, right? And then again, we're trying to turn that into, uh, I know it's like, I'd love to see the Teams app, Aaron, I got you. Don't you love uh, when that happens? It's just like, here. Somebody's like, explain. I'm like, no, all right. But that's, I mean, again, it's like, this isn't, this isn't rocket science. It's not a hot take. It's just saying like, make your stuff available. And if it's available, it gets more usage. Oh, how could that be? But again, that speaks to those tech features. And I want to talk about those again, doing a bit of a, a tangibility thing on like, what does the tech features look like? What does that look like in cloud radio? What does that look like to you? So again, I want to paint the picture that you are, in this case, I'll be the MSP and you guys be the, the end user, the clients. So it's like, 
if I'm trying to talk about how managing your technology, how do I show that to you in a way that makes sense? And that's a lot. So I'll use a couple of our vendor partners as examples. So we partner with a company called Augment. Hopefully you guys check them out, they're really cool. And they do a lot of SaaS alerting, right? Cloud Radio's job is not to take every tool you have and spit exactly what they got into the portal because that's gonna be a lot. What we do is we take the best of, we take the client facing relevant parts and show that into the, the portal. And if they wanna ask more questions, you can pull full reports, you can talk about that, but the gist is they get everything they need right here. So we're talking about like, hey, there's a tab that appears when you tie in your, your augment and they can see the software that their, their people are using. So it's like all of a sudden the office manager, right? I can sell this to you as a benefit. I go, wouldn't you like to go to your portal and log in and see what your employees are doing? Well, if you have augment, well, they don't need to know that, right? It's like, if you buy this productivity thing from us, it's like you can, and that'll be in your portal and that'll be cool. Wouldn't you like to see your network devices? Well, lucky for you, we use something called Avic. You can tell them that or not another great vendor. And like, we can show you that as well. We can show you the, the details of that. So the more stuff you have, the more things that you want to be able to show, the more rich and interesting your portal can be. And again, the more of that you can have, the better conversations you can have, the better conversations you can have, the more budget you can have because stuff starts to make sense. There's a part on the, uh, really cool. yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Um, infrastructure endpoints. Again, I, I'm not going to go through every single one of these. I know I could, but I really don't want to. I think the point of this is I'm just showing you that like there's a lot of stuff in here. And again, showing endpoints. But more importantly, what we do is instead of just showing, like I was saying before, the CPU scores. Yep, you want to hit that balance. You want to be able to show them the RAM. You want to be able to show them, you know, when was the OS last updated or so on and so forth. Grandpa doesn't like that. Grandpa likes this. Grandpa likes something that he can go, whoa, we got security issues. It's red. Red's bad, right? Whoa, we got orange. We got green. We like that. So if you can do that, then all of a sudden, again, you're not having this conversation where you're explaining line item nitty gritty. You're able to go, hey, we got issues. You want to fix them? Yes. Fantastic. Let's talk about that. You don't want to fix them, but we know about them. What does that mean? It means that if something happens and compliance issues arise, you have a portal where if you can send an auditor and go, we have logs showing that for six months they've had security issues and they didn't want to budge. And that is really important for people that have been trying to do the right thing and they haven't. It's not always about money, right? It's not always about budget for profit's sake. Right. Sometimes it's about like, what if this is a bad client and you want to be able to show <laughs> people that like, hey man, like we did our part. Like you can't pull money out of their wallet for them you know i mean it is wednesday you're supposed to fire your clients on wednesday so exactly that works out <laughs> that, was, that was part of the presentation idea so <laughs> let me delete the fire clients slide <laughs> um yeah so it's like again it's like i'll rifle through some of these faster but again direct integration with microsoft that's important too right being able to show people their licenses and and their usage and all that other stuff is is cool because that's one last thing they have to ask for even something like the report archives this is not a very technical feature, but really important. Again, the concept for us being that like all the technical stuff you do, whether it's from one third party tool or 50, dad, grandpa, whoever is not going to understand that. So what you can do with cloud radio is you can forward those reports in there, have them available, have the client, if they want to start flipping through their file cabinet and look through all the reports that you give them, have them automatically be in there super handy for them, super handy for you. So I know a lot of account managers in the MSP space that have to spend their time when it's QBR time or it's client, it's save the customer time because they're, they're pissed or whatever. They have to spend their day or their weekend or whatever rifling through all these different reports from all these different tools, pulling them in or whatever. 
if you forward them into the portal, not only are you transparent there for them, it's for you. You can go through and go, hey, I want to see the backup report from last month. Well, it's in their portal. It's right there. So that's a really good tech conversation. Um, Very cool. Yeah. But if, like I said, it's like this is not this is something that you could ostensibly do uh, with anything. Right. So it's it, this is the first part of like this is the technology aspect of it. Uh, we're going to talk about people next, but Zoidberg keeps coming in clutch. So I'm going to stop and do Zoidberg stuff. How much can you I'm custom- have just doing my partner first? So it's all good. Zoidberg. Thank God for Zoidberg. Um, you can customize which people see what tab you can customize. You can make people's you know tabs entirely disappear or appear for customers. So you have full granularity in that, which is really sweet because yes, like you're asking, could the director see something or point of contact or whatever. Yeah, we have that issue all the time. Or sometimes, you know, maybe you want a billing person to see the the budget or you want them to see like the um, the opportunities and the quotes that are out there, but obviously not the regular person and certainly not the um, the intern, right? So you can fully customize different roles to get that. And that's that was a really big part of uh, what we discovered was, was a limitation of most other systems. It's that granular control is a technical beast to get down, but we've, we've it's taken a long time for us to do that, but we have that, right? as well as um, letting them understand which ones uh, should be theirs and which, which ones aren't. Because I've seen a lot of other pieces of software do some weird stuff where they allow tabs to show, but they'll be empty. We don't do that. We just completely cut it out. So it does not need to look this involved. It can be a lot less, which is typically how people do it. The trick to Cloud Radial or any piece of software is to really scale down the stuff to just what's important and then go from there. Um, so again, I'll rifle through some of these because I think the the understanding of the technology stuff, as cool as I think it is, is pretty inherently understood for a lot of people. But what, the other thing that, that makes us different is the user feature. So what is the the user, the make people management stuff that will get them in there? Well, again, it's the stuff that we don't think much of, but it's stuff that dad really likes. Dad likes bookmarks. <laughs> dad likes going to a, to, a, to a place and whether it's you dropping them in there or, or him building that for the company or the point of contact or whoever, you're giving them a platform to which they can go and start their day. And if you can do that, that's killer. Because again, now you're not just giving them tech stuff, you're giving them day-to-day stuff. Here's another really killer one, training. There's built-in training cloud that comes free. There's training that you could build. You can pull it from YouTube videos, Vimeo videos, do whatever you want, text-based, there's quizzes. That's just part of it, but they can do that, right? And again, that's the strongest part. If you can give them a platform that's not just here's everything and here's what it is and it's static and contact me, whatever. It's a collaboration, right? The CSA concept is you're inviting them into a shared space with you. You're living in there. You're giving them the back-to-back day-to-day stuff. And even I'll, I'll even use, we use onboarding form funny enough in there for them because the onboarding form is something that you can customize with them. So you can have that customized per company. And that's something that we talk about all the time because people always tell me like, Oh, I have uh, I have an issue where we have, standard set of questions between all of our companies, but every single company has different questions in, in them. So it's like different software lists or different distribution groups. Cloud Radial, we have no, nowhere near enough time, has a mechanism in it. This is one of the best differentiators for us that makes it so you can run one form and have that form have variable questions per company. So you don't have to manage a billion different forms. And that's something that we've, we've worked on a lot because again, we know how much of a pain this is and it really helps those individual customers feel like you're giving them love. You're not giving them a cookie cutter thing. You're really giving them a form of an experience, a process that speaks to them. And that's managing their people, right? That's not tech. That's, that's a genuine understanding of their business. So 
between that, allowing them to see the user list, like who are you building for? Who do we think you have in your company, right? That mutual thing is really helpful too. That that helps to have that open conversation and avoid the like, you've been billing me for so-and-so, they've been gone for six months. It's like, well, I didn't know that. You never told me. Let's have that conversation, right? <laughs> this is who I see. Is that what you want to see? And then no. It's like, well, again, a shared platform is really, really helpful. And again, I'll, I'll wrap it up by saying all of this is informed by the VCIO planner, right? And the, the concept here for us was to take all these different things, make them understandable, make them collaborative so you can have something very simple like this. So dad doesn't have to spend years understanding Gantt charts to be able to say like, I saw you showed me stuff was broken. I saw you showed me things were read in our compliance. I saw, you know, the reports are in there. Let's talk about what to do next. Okay, cool. Let's talk about the plan to fix it. Let's talk about the next things to do. Get that budget to have the yeses and nos and, and the compliance maybes right in there in one portal. That's the important part because it's not that you can't do this with a billion tools or two tools or five. But remember, people don't want to break their processes. It has to be accessible. It has to be visible. It has to be interactive. If you want people to actually use it and appreciate it, it has to be something you can put in front of them. And they kind of understand how to use it. And that's that's really what we're trying to talk about here. So. It sounds like the goal here, though, is no matter what information the client's looking for, they got the idea is to push them right back to the center space, right back to point them back to cloud radial so that they know this is their their source of truth, whether it's the reports, whether it's their asset list, what ticket history, whatever it happens to be. But you, you kind of keep pushing them back there in your right. conversations. Do you, you say that? Is that accurate? That's completely accurate. I think that it's the same way that like if you're if you're an MSP working out of a PSA system, you get irked whenever you get a cool new tool and it goes like, but does it write back the opportunities into ConnectWise? And you go, no, you have to go into my system to go do it. It's like, can it, it works, right? It's not like they're sold you a crock of crap. It's just like, you just want as much as possible. You want it to be out of one centralized system. And that's the same thing, right? The CSA concept is as much of that as possible in with uh, one system, one um one customer facing system. Then Zoidberg's gonna make me eat my words because they're saying, can we yeah, pull? He, he loves those Gantt charts. I know, so. can we pull in the project system? No, we still don't have that. So way to make me look like a fool, Zoidberg. <laughs> I'll say that. But that that honestly legitimately is one of the things that we have to do as well. I mean, like it's part of our roadmap. It's been forever because we're aware, just like I just said, like literally a second ago, just like it's important for them to go to one system, it's important for you to go to one system. And for us, that that yin yang that we did with CSA PSA, we know that this thing has to be tied in with the C with the PSAs to to be useful. Which is why a lot of the features, if we don't have them deeply integrated, they're they're there's something where we basically hold off on until it's like really deep in there. Because again, we know that it's probably going to get much usage out of the MSP if it's not uh, well in there. So gotcha. a couple more things, a couple more points, and then I'm, uh, I'll release I'll release everybody from my PowerPoint hell. But hopefully this has been helpful. <laughs> I no, want it's interesting. It's cool. Thank you. I, I want people, again, to take away as much as possible the, the big theme of this, which was managing the people like you do your tech. And without me fat fingering stuff. There we go. So that being that you want to make it scalable and you want to make it collaborative. And again, those two things are going to be the things that that carry you forward. So again, making all those processes speak to what you what you do internally, what they do. Um, and again, one platform funneling through to one place, those together is going to get you that BCIO um, aspect, that BCIO mentality, that BCIO presence. And that VCIO presence is going to be 
the thing that makes you unlock the most budget of all. That's that's the thing that spurs the biggest conversation. So again, the general tips, as you see on screen, are don't spend most of your time during a VCIO conversation talking. You should be listening most of it, right? You should be advising and then just going, what do you want to do? Here's what I see. Here's what I think. Your turn. If you're spending the majority of your, you know, QTFDBRs, whatever you want to call them, talking, then you have no room to digest and, and, and offer stuff up. And again, it just turns into like a defense session. You're just talking about what you want to do and why you want to keep your job and why you've been doing such a good job. And if you have a portal, it should be evident, should be self-evident of all the stuff that you do. And then again, freeing that up is the, is the thing that builds trust so that no point should your customers be asking what you do for them. Maybe an explanation of what this meant here and there, but it should just be like a, it's there all the time. Don't ask me about what your computer's doing. Don't ask me about where our compliance opportunities are. I want to talk straight to what are we going to do? Like, where do you want to go as a business? Where can we help you? And that's going to get you absolutely the business buckets, the, the budget buckets across all three. And I will leave my my ultimate shill slide of book a demo. Let's talk about it. What's, going on? what's, what's up with you guys? That's the point, right? Like if they want to see all this in action, they want to see how they can implement it, answer all those uh, Zoidberg questions for themselves. <laughs> I mean, the I demo is the best way to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And genuinely, it's like, you know, your, your Zoidbergs of the world, I appreciate because I hate, I hate whenever I hear like generalities like that. It's like, you guys got to go out there and budget it up. It's like, how am I going to do that? And it's like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the nitty gritty. Let's talk about, does it integrate with this? Does it do this? Can it do this? Can it not do that? Why not? Right. If you don't understand that yourself when you're buying a piece of software, then it's going to be really hard when the customer asks you like those different questions. Like, how's this going to save me time? How's it going to save you time? Why does why would I want to use this? Yeah, if I know Zoidberg and Drew, they're they're going to come back to me in a day and be like, can you do these integrations with Cloud Radio? So thanks for the extra work. I appreciate it. Um, but uh, but very interesting stuff. I appreciate it, Ricky. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks for spending the last hour with us. Uh, enjoyable, entertaining, and definitely educational uh, here on Partner First. Uh, Ricky's con uh, contact information, besides being on that slide, will be in the show notes below. So if you catch us on YouTube, Facebook, or LinkedIn later on, it will all be there. Connect with them on LinkedIn and reach out for a demo and see uh, how you can make this CSA work for you. Ricky, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Ray. Appreciate you guys. This has been a broadcast of the MSP Media Network.